0: Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz beat the Grizzlies uh, this afternoon 124-115. to Gordon, we're going to hear from Coach Quinn Snyder coming up here uh, momentarily, but strong performance from the Jazz Big Six, which I'm going to – maybe I'll I'll try and coin that, Gordon, but uh, the the (laughs) six rotational players, uh, the five starters, which Gordon Clarkson all in double figures tonight – and uh, all had really strong games. Jordan Clarkson, 6 of 14 and 1 of 4 from 3 isn't perfect, but it is better than he was the other night.
1: Yeah, that's that's very true. And you're right, a balanced scoring and the Jazz sharing the ball and uh, hitting shots. I mean, it's so simple. People th- talk about basketball as being so complicated, but when guys make their shots, uh, not only does that benefit them at the offensive end, but they play better defense as well. Plus, you don't get those... Long rebounds that turn into transition baskets for the opposition.
0: No doubt. In fact, Gordon, let's go ahead and get to the uh, sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Uh, Gordon, the Jazz shot 45.2% from the field today. 40% from three. You gotta like that. 18 of 45. They were led by Joe Ingles, who had 25 points on seven of 13 shooting. Joe, six of 11 from three. You gotta love seeing those attempts up for him. Uh, 23 points for Mike Conley. He had seven assists as well. Rudy Gobert, 21 points, 16 boards, three blocks, two steals, one assist. Donovan Mitchell had 18 points. Royce O'Neal with 15, and we mentioned Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench with uh with 14 points. This 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 was Rudy's best performance, um, in the bubble, I think, Gordon, which is saying some because Rudy actually has played really well, but he was just unbelievable tonight. Blocked a Jonas Valanciunas hook shot. How many hook shots do you see blocked in the NBA?
1: Not many. You don't many. You don't see many hook shots at all, even attempted. But uh, but you're right. Gobert just stands out because who else? Nobody else was close to double figures in rebounding except for Rudy. And so what? I mean, he is so valuable to them in ways beyond just scoring, and especially with how small they are right now. And it's it, his performance was really really important. A plus twenty one.
0: <laughs> Wait, hold Not on, bad. Gordon. You you mentioned Rudy's rebounding numbers. You are fitting into this post game like a glove. Let me get the let me get the read in. Master of the Glass. brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Proud to be the official partner of the Utah Jazz. SafeLight Auto Glass also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate five dollars for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader, with all proceeds going uh, to the neighborhood houses. You just heard Gordon mention. Rudy Gobert, your master of the glass, 16 boards, 11 defensive, five offensive, and was just a monster out there. And, and Gordon, let's not pretend like Jonas Valanciunas isn't a good player in his own right. You know, Rudy played really, really well while having a very tough matchup.
1: And on top of that, how many times have you heard Quinn talk about the importance of Rudy being able to hit his free throws? Yep. 11-12 from the charity stripe. Uh, That's uh, that is really, really big for the Jazz. And so, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, Rudy stands out. I know that, that others had terrific games, and we've been saying that Joe Ingles needs to be more aggressive and make his shots, take his shots, and uh, and then make them. And uh, so he had a terrific game. But as far as I'm concerned, Rudy Gobert, most important guy on the floor.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, he was, he was dominant a few other words describe it better he was dominant uh, you mentioned Joe Ingles uh, 11 uh, attempts from 3 that's i mean that's even maybe more than you need uh, from Joe but that's that's a lot better than 4 which he shot against the Lakers and then he got a little of that mojo going uh, you saw that in the second half he he had a, a heat check one that that went in and one that just didn't go so well but i mean he was he was making open shots and and he was even uh, hit one off the bounce in transition. I mean, there's just it seemed like there was a lot more confidence with Joe today.
1: Yeah, that one heat check that you talked about that looked like a shot that I saw you take once. <laughs> I don't know that <laughs> missed the basket by about three feet. But uh, are you kidding me? We can make fun of Joe when he plays like this. And what I don't understand exactly from a psychological standpoint, I know some of it is physical the emphasis the defense puts on him, but where is this, Joe? I mean, go ahead and play like this. And if you have an off night, you have an off night. So what? But go ahead and put up the attempts.
0: i We talked about this yesterday. I just don't think it comes natural to him. I just don't think that's thats how his brain thinks. But So it it's kind of an adjustment for him. But, like, Tonight, he wasn't any more selfish. He still had five assists. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I didn't watch you that. You could do both. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't watch uh, today's game and think, oh, boy, Joe's really hogging the ball out there. I mean, it, it seemed like he was more aggressive.
1: I, I'll bet if you and I went back through the entire season, I bet we could count four attempts for every game that Joe has played in that he could have taken when he's open that he didn't. Mm-hmm. And tonight, today was a little more, go ahead and take the shot. And you better believe that his teammates are going to point at this and as well as his coaches and say, Joe, what you did today, do
0: that. Well, what the Jazz did today was win, Gordon. And, of course, when the Jazz win, you win. Little Caesars is giving you a free pizza. One cu- uh, Order one custom round multi-topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you will receive a free, large, extra most bestest pepperoni pizza using the promo code Jazz, all one word. Valid at all participating Utah Little Caesars locations. Mobile orders only. Uh, Austin, Alex, and I got uh, two Little Caesars hot and redies on Monday. Gordon, you should have oh, seen us. We dominated those pizzas. I bet you did. They didn't. They didn't stand a chance. We we <laughs> <laughs> we faced up to the challenge, the two pizza challenge, and knocked it right down. Never you fear. Uh, so check right. it out. Free pizza courtesy of our friends at Little Caesars. All right, we'll we'll uh, we'll get to more coming up right around the corner, including uh, sound from Quinn Snyder, players as well back from Orlando. We want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now on Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz pick up a win in the bubble this afternoon, 124 to 115 over the Memphis Grizzlies right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Jazz victorious this afternoon in the bubble in Orlando. They beat the Grizzlies 124-115. to 115. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson uh, with you. We'll hear from uh, Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder coming up here momentarily. But let's take a, cli- a quick look, Gordon, at the points in the paint, brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Uh, This afternoon, Gordon, um, points in the paint. The Jazz uh, actually outscored by a ton in the paint. How about this? 56 to 36. But I suppose uh, in a game where the Jazz made so many threes, that uh, points in the paint don't matter all that much.
1: Well, it's, you know, we've been talking about the Jazz's need to be effective from, from deep, and uh, you know, they finally did it, and it shows what that uh, how dangerous that three ball can be.
0: Speaking of that, uh, let's take a look uh, at the three point takeover, uh, real quick, here brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. From three, Jazz were 18 of 45, uh, an even 40%. Gordon, uh, they were led by uh, let's see here, as I It's my first day as my computer comes alive. All right, from three, led by Joe Ingles, uh, who was 6 of 11. Gordon Mike Conley was 4 of 9. Royce O'Neal and Donovan Mitchell were both 3 of 7. So the starters really just shot well. Uh, And, and again, to highlight it, 6 of 11 from Joe Ingles, just phenomenal.
1: Yeah, a couple of the guys still struggling from three, George Niang and uh, Jordan Clarkson. But the other guys came through, and, uh, you know, even the Jazz shot 45% overall. They shoot 40% from three. So, the, you know, that makes up uh, makes up for any kind of deficiency uh, overall, and that's what the Jazz did, and they felt pretty good about it, you could tell.
0: All right, let's throw things uh, back to Orlando, the bubble. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder is addressing the media.
2: Hey, Coach. Hey, Chris. Your offense uh Good to see you. Your offense uh, came to life there at that second quarter. Uh, just want to know what you saw there and also the impact Joe Ingles had in the pick and roll game then.
3: Well, I, I, you know, I think, you know, we've missed some shots in some previous games, uh, but our emphasis, you know, we've we've discussed it and I've talked about it with, with all you guys too, that we just got to keep shooting. And tonight, you know, some shots fell and obviously, you know, for Joe, um, him making quick reads and understanding that you know, he, he's an excellent playmaker in pick and roll, and but when people go under or get screened, and he's got a shot at the three-point line, you know that's that's good offense. And we wanted to take those shots, and I know all of his teammates have have confidence in him.
2: Okay, next question, Tony Genz, Athletic.
4: Hey, Coach, how you doing? Good. Tom. Um, you know, what are some of the things? Did you guys just basically was it an emphasis to say, hey, just keep shooting? You know, we're not this bad a shooting team. We're getting wide open shots. Keep at it and the and the, the, the percentages will work itself out.
3: Well, I, I think, you know, the way this season has gone with such a long time off, you know, we can't forget, you know, we were the highest percentage catch and shoot team in the league, you know, for 60 games, which, you know, that may not mean we're the best, but we're certainly, you know, pretty good. Um, you know, so I don't think our guys have forgotten that um, they just need to take them and keep taking them. And, you know, I think there, there's a few times where I thought early, we passed a couple up, frankly. And when we do that, you know, usually you know the rest of the possession, um, you know, is more difficult. And so, you know, I, I think the biggest thing that we did is we stopped turning the ball over. Um, you know, when you turn the ball over, it really makes it difficult to defend. You know in the second half we took better care of the ball and you know we we're able to get some of those shots and see him fall. All righty next question Andy Larson Salt Lake Tribune.
2: When, what are you looking for out of John Tucker when uh, you're giving him minutes out on the court?
3: Well you know and we thought there was a matchup possibility with with he and John ja Moran and the foul trouble um, you know and Royce you know getting a little banged up there in the first half kind of changed the course of the game but you know, his his ability to pressure. Well, we had him guard Ish Smith earlier in the year when we played Washington. And so I think his versatility as a defender is something um, you know that can help us. And we've got a lot of guys that, that have the capability of doing that. And, you know, it's an opportunity to, to get guys in the game and get them a little experience. And at the same time, you know, get people connected. So that was, uh, you know, we wanted that from Rajon tonight. And and he competed.
2: Okay, next question. David James, KUTV.
4: Hey, Coach. I'm curious about uh, what you thought about the defensive effort during some of the lulls and about keeping John Morant from getting on a real roll. I mean, he had an okay game, but when he gets going, he can just really light it up.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to keep him, you know, out of the lane. And, you know, I I think we did a pretty good job, um, you know, of getting some late switches. They're, they're, you know, they make those mid-range shots and those floaters. So, you know, if we're still retreating, um, those are just easier shots. And I think Rudy's ability to really commit to that, um, to contesting, oftentimes he's not going to block it, um, but to have confidence in the other guys on the court to, to get in there and mix it up on the defensive board. So you know, I don't think you can guard him one on one. He's too fast, um, but you can try to dictate a little bit and, and hopefully Collectively, slowing down. Yeah, I mean, love that. Okay, next question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News.
2: Quinn, everything that happens in the bubble is obviously new and different, and you've got your back-to-back set coming up here. What are kind of the challenges that you have? I know that there's no travel, so that's a little bit nicer, but they're also very early games.
3: Yeah, you know, we've talked about it. Um, It's almost like international competition when you're in pool play things like that where games are at different times. Um, as you said, the travel's not there, but you know, there is, you know, it's something we're aware of being, being able to, we're, we're looking for some consistency with our group and continuing to kind of find and, um and doing the things that we think we need to do to be successful. So, you know, today was another opportunity, you know, when we play San Antonio, it's another opportunity, Denver coming up, we have some teams Um, there are obviously everybody, that's the thing about being here is everybody's good. So we just have to be ready to play and you're going to get adversity in one way, shape or form. And I think that's more than anything is recognizing it and being mentally tough and and handling it. Okay. Last question. Ben Anderson, KSL sports.com. Quinn, what have you gotten
4: from Mike? Not just tonight, but really the last 20 games or so
3: well I can start down the list I think leadership um, probably be something that that I would put at or near the top of the list and in order to lead you have to find you know you have to find a comfort level and you know I think that's happened with him that doesn't just kind of you know come down and land on you 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 have to you know you have to work at that and sometimes you have to go through some things to to learn and get comfortable and figure it out so um you know that that's that's what he's gone through um, and he's such a good player and, you know, it's, it's, he's one of those guys that just, it's a privilege to coach him. And, you know, he can do so many things on the court and his ability to really pick his spots when he's shooting his three, um, you know, he's so quick, he gets in the lane, whether he's shooting his floater, he's got his eyes out to the corner or he's, you know, passing the ball to Rudy upstairs or whatever it is. So the, the other thing I would say, you know, I, I think, The way we've wanted Mike to defend, you know, requires him to pick up higher. And we we laugh all the time about me asking him if his pickup points and I'm not using that expression anymore. Um, But he's doing all that. You know, I think his defensively, his activity, um, you know, I've just wanted him to be more and more instinctive and try not to overcoach him and and screw him up. So I'm really, I'm excited for him. And as I said, he's he's a terrific player and, and leader. And again, it's a privilege to coach him.
0: There you go. That's uh, Quinn Snyder after his team beat the Grizzlies, uh, one twenty-four to one fifteen. Gordon, your thoughts on uh, what coach had to say right there?
1: Well, at the end there, I really appreciate hearing Quinn say about Mike Conley. Yeah, I'm just trying not to screw him up. <laughs> at some level, you got to get to that point,
0: right? Well, that, Sp- he, that he just uh, basically parroted my parenting style. <laughs>
1: It's kind of true in the case of Conley. I mean, what has Quinn not said to him in the past that he, you know, that that will be repetitive in the future? Just he said he wants him to go out and play uh, with his instincts. And yes, he can do that, and it, it it's apparent in the way he's playing.
0: Yeah, Mike needs to go play his game. Um, we've yeah. we've mentioned this a few times, Gordon. Uh, the Jazz need Memphis, Mike Conley back. They need, uh, you need, they they need that kind of production out of him. That's what they were signing up for. And so far in the bubble, I'll, I'll tell you what, he's he's delivered. He's playing great basketball, and maybe that you know has something to do with it. Where where Coach Snyder just say, hey, hey, stop trying to fit in and just go play your game. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I think that's exactly what he has said. And think about it this way. He had 23 points today, was relatively efficient, 6 of 13 overall, but 4 of 9 from the 3-point line and 7 of 7 from the 3-throw three th- three line, along with 7 assists. So if he, had, if he had been able to fit in like this all season long and play like that all season long, think about the difference it would have made. I, I'd say that's at least a 5-game
0: swing, wouldn't you? I would, and and really in that that last five minutes of the second quarter, Gordon, which I think was yeah. the biggest story of this game, yes. uh, Mike Conley was a big time catalyst. He was kind of the the engine behind that run. Uh, he had five assists in that twenty five to three run, and was was playing his game. But but uh, I don't know about you. I was watching that part, and I thought this is the potential. This is this is what the vision is. Now, how do you play like this more? Because that was everything working you play like that more by
1: letting guy a guy play with his instincts.
0: Uh, I mean, depending I, on really, who that guy is. Of course. Right. I mean, yeah. we
1: talked about that earlier, they're playing the Grizzlies, they're not playing the Lakers. And so that makes a difference too. But some people have said wondered about Mike Conley and his capabilities now. Has he lost it? Is he and and I I have believed that he hasn't lost it. That he can play like this. And uh, that's very promising for the Jazz, especially when they're shorthanded with a guy like Bogdanovich yeah. out,
0: yeah, they, they really have six guys who produce without Bogdanovich, and uh, we've talked about it a lot the five starters, and then Jordan Clarkson, and then everybody else is just trying to keep uh, keep the boat afloat, you know, yeah. and so when you when you're that thin, it things are things are going to be difficult, and you don't have a whole lot of margin for error for people not to play well. I mean, when you have really six guys that are going to get you over the hump, when one or two of those guys doesn't have a good game, it can be extremely costly. Unless, you know, you're going to make 23s, which they pert <laughs> did tonight. They were 18 of 45, shot 40%. I mean, you make 18 threes, you're going to win a lot of ball games. And Memphis, Locke talked about this. Memphis, their kind of strategy was to go ahead and, and give, give up that three. And if a team's going to do that, the Jazz should have a heyday. Those are games the Jazz should win. If they're getting wide open catch-and-shoot threes, that's exactly what they want.
1: And how much uh, credence do you put in the whole idea that they were feeding off of each other? Because once somebody starts making some shots, it seems as though the jazz really do respond that way. Maybe they're not unique. Maybe a lot of teams are, are, uh, fall the same category, but that's what I felt as I was watching this game. And it wasn't like they played perfect, but they played a lot better. And the team seemed to sense that. And, uh, where it helped one player out, suddenly it helped six players out. But I agree with you completely. those six players are huge for the jazz. and the fact that the guys that are behind that really <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be rude about it, but they're they're really not going to usually add that much, that much puts that much more pressure. On, on a guy like Rudy Gobert and uh, Mitchell and Conley and others. Think about Gobert. You know, when Gobert goes out of the game, what usually happens, Jake?
0: Things get rough.
1: Yeah, Tony Bradley comes in and bless his heart. I can say that, right? Isn't that what they say down south? If you say bless his heart, you can say
0: anything you want about a person. Is that is that uh, the new, with all due respect? Uh, well,
1: <laughs> I don't think it's new. I think it's been that way for a long time, but – uh uh, Tony Bradley, bless his heart, I mean, is not Rudy Gobert. And when he's out there, teams sense it and they take advantage of certain opportunities. I'm not saying Tony is a stiff. I think he can help the Jazz in some ways, but there's a huge drop off there. So what does that do? It just puts more pressure on the guys up front.
0: Yep. All right. Let's get things back to Orlando. Let's hear from Mike Conley. Here he is.
5: Quinn had just mentioned that uh, whether it be in, you know, you picking your spots driving, you locating shooters on the wings, you even picking guys up higher on the court defensively, it seems like you really have found your comfort level of late. Um, how comfortable were you feeling out there tonight?
6: Um, man, really, I'm just starting to really have fun with it. Um, I know exactly, you know, what's asked of me. I think it's, it's fairly clear and, you um, you know, I've had this whole year to, to learn. I've had time off to adjust and prepare myself. And, uh, and now I just go out there and play the game I've always played and, and do what I can for the team. So um, just, a, you know, just having a good time doing it, man. I really do enjoy being out there and um, just getting back to doing the things I normally do.
3: Okay, next question. Christine Kenny, Jazz TV.
2: Hey, Mike. So uh, just a matter of time for the shots to fall, the three ball to fall. Uh, what was the difference for you guys tonight pushing through that and finding that in the second quarter?
6: Yeah, you know, uh, coach just kept telling us, you know, he'd only be worried if we, if we stopped shooting. Um, and I think guys really just got out there and, you know, especially JC, Joe, um, guys who might have missed a few early in, in a couple of these other games and finally got, a, you know, a great rhythm going. And, you know, when we got guys shooting like we were tonight, um, you know, the, the spacing and the, and the offense that we want to run, uh, and then we envision this is a lot easier to accomplish. So uh, just proud of our guys really sticking with it and, uh, you know, staying confident, even though we were missing.
0: All right, there you go. Mike Conley, who had a very nice uh, afternoon today, 23 points, seven assists, five rebounds. He was four of nine from three, six of 13 from the field. We want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final jazz come away with a win. They beat the Grizzlies 124 to 115. We'll uh, get you more post-game coming up on the other side right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post-game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson with you. The Jazz beat the Grizzlies 124-115. to We're going to hear from Royce O'Neal here in a moment. Gordon, I thought Royce played great. Uh, He continues to rebound the ball well. Had seven boards, three assists to go along with his 15 points, three of seven from three and four of eight from the field. But he had one of the best defensive plays of the return uh, thus far. Gordon, where uh, Dylan Brooks... Uh, had a breakaway, and uh, Royce was the only thing between he and the basket, and he just stuffed him, and uh, caused a jump ball. It was a great defensive play, and Royce uh, definitely bounced up and uh, had a little spring in his step. But but Royce just does all the dirty work for this team, and you know it's it's funny. He started out the game guarding John Morant. I mean, imagine going from guarding LeBron James and Anthony Davis uh, on Monday to trying to stay in front of John Morant. Uh, I know his numbers aren't the most flashy, Gordon, but Royce plays a critical role in this team.
1: Yeah, well, he couldn't guard LeBron, uh, but who can, right? Uh, but I, that play that you were talking about, he gathered that ball in, man. That was really impressive. And so, yeah, I mean, he's their, he's their best defensive uh, perimeter player. And, you know, he did have a nice – if he plays like he did in this game in every game, that's exactly what the Jazz want out of him. Nothing more and nothing less. Just go out and do what you just described, and that's going to fill a huge hole for this team.
0: Yeah, I mean, they need him for sure. And there was a reason that they wanted Royce in the starting lineup all year long and, and basically have had him there because he just does those other things. You know, Gordon, the way that this team is put together, he just does those things that the rest of the team is not capable of, and maybe he's not perfect at it. But, I mean, who on this team would you rather have guarding LeBron? (laughs) <laughs> as currently, exactly. as currently that, constituted. Yeah,
1: there's no one else. And so, yeah, it's important for him to be out on the floor. Speaking of that, what did you think of what Locke said at the end of the, the, the broadcast when he was saying watch for these minutes to start to diminish a little bit? We talked about the importance of those six players. Royce O'Neal with 35 minutes, Gobert with 37, Conley with 34, Ingles 34, and Mitchell with 38. Um, you know, I I don't think those minutes are excessive, do you? But I think Locke was talking more about giving some of the younger guys an opportunity.
0: Well, to, I think there's uh, I think there's that too, but also as as games, you know, the the home court advantage thing isn't there. I mean, there's just not a ton to play for. I mean, if there's a specific matchup you try want to try and negotiate, then then maybe you do that. But really, I think that they're going to try and go into the playoffs. Well, let me put it this way. Uh, A couple of years ago when Ricky Rubio got hurt and that second round against Houston, he wasn't able to go, uh, that really sunk their chances. I think they want to get to the playoffs regardless of who they're playing at 100% where they can give themselves the best chance to to move on to the second round. I would guess that that's the priority.
1: Well, it really begs the question about is the – is the back half of the playoff field in the west that much different than the front half obviously the lakers are what they are some people might consider the clippers that way but after that is
0: everybody about the same i would say so yeah i mean pretty and so
1: what are you playing for right. usually like you talked about it's 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 to gain some advantage uh in that in that first round of the playoffs and, uh, you know, I'm not sure how important that is in this case, but I still think the Jazz, just knowing the way they operate, knowing the way Quinn does his business, I, I don't think they're going to concede a whole lot in the, in the next four games.
0: I don't think they're going to concede necessarily, but I, I could see those, numbers, or those minutes going down a little bit.
1: But if they do, like we talked about, these guys are so important to the Jazz's chances for winning, what does that do? Either those guys at the back end – come up and they start, uh, you know, show what they can do and maybe surprise. And if that's the case, then that would be terrific for them and for the jazz because we talked about how thin they are. So maybe that's uh, a risk worth taking.
0: Well, and maybe that bench comes in and they lose more games than they should. And they end up playing the nuggets in the first round instead of the Rockets. Who cares?
1: Yeah. That's kind of the way <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I can't remember a year. When uh, last year, we, when we saw what happened with the Jazz and they ended up playing the Rockets in the first round, so many goofy things happening. And this year, it's almost like I mean, I really think it doesn't matter. I think you're exactly right because as we tried to figure out which of those would be the most advantageous for the Jazz as far as matchups in the first round, good luck figuring that out.
0: Yeah. There's no good answer. So you might as well go in healthy because you're going to need that. Uh, against whoever you play, because because the, the whole West is good. And, and, you know, we talked about this in the pregame. What if, uh, you know, Portland plays their way in, which looks likely? I mean, does anybody really want a piece of Portland right now? Yeah, exactly.
1: So, I mean, yeah. there's,
0: just, there's just not really – the West is so deep and so good, there's just not. There's not a good option. You're going to have a brutal first-round playoff series regardless, even if you're the Lakers or Clippers. I mean, I guess I'd pick Dallas out of the group uh, if I were to match up with against another team, but – I mean, uh, Clippers-Dallas series sounds pretty awesome to me. Well, I'll go
1: back to what you said. <laughs> you said a word that should strike fear into the hearts of jazz, the Jazz and their fans, and that is the I word, injury.
0: Yeah,
1: got to avoid I mean, that. Because they've already absorbed their injure, yep. injury. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich is enough of a loss. If they If they were to lose one of those top six guys, Holy cow.
0: Yeah, they'd be in real trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, And so, so
1: that, that consideration in and of itself is uh, a whole lot to think about.
0: All right, let's throw things back to Orlando where Royce O'Neill is addressing the media. We'll
4: start with a question from Kristen Kenny Jazz TV.
2: Hey, Royce. It was good to see uh, your offense come to life today. What made that happen in the second quarter?
6: Uh, I think it's us sticking with, you know, the basketball game. missing a lot of shots that we use uh, You know, us keep, it, keep encouraging each other to shoot. And that's just knocking down those looks again
4: today. Kristen, do you have another one for Royce?
2: Yeah, I do. Um, you know, we talk about Joe Ingles playing the pick and roll game and how you can see how that gets him going. What did you see from that in particular today into the second quarter, running a lot of pick and roll and really found his rhythm through that?
6: Uh, yeah, uh, Joe, you know, I mean, every game we tell him to shoot and you know, when he's not making any shots, you know. But uh, I think him just getting everybody else going, help him, you know,
2: get
6: going. Knock him down. You're just taking the open looks, and taking the shots he can make.
4: Anything else from you?
2: Sorry, guys, I'm navigating between two different ones here. <laughs> this is the new times. Um, Royce, I, I, I just think for you, too, just – you know, you had an all-around really solid day today. Where are you at? I mean, I know it takes a little bit of time to uh, kind of find that rhythm with so much downtime and then now being in a, in the bubble and under different circumstances. Where's your game at? Where are you feeling?
6: I'm trying to Uh you know, make sure getting the recovery in that we're doing, uh, taking these games serious. And you know, just sticking with it. You know whether I'm making shots, playing defense, go you know, find an open guy, rebounding, you know, I'm doing whatever I gotta do for us.
4: We have a question from Sarah Todd, Deseret News.
2: Hey, Royce, you've got a a couple of tough games coming up with the Spurs and the Nuggets back-to-back, and I know that everything's different in the bubble. What's your mindset kind of heading into this? I know there's no travel, but they are also early games, so it's a little bit different all around. Uh, Just make sure everybody gets
6: enough rest, you know, recovery. Just take it one game, you know, at a time. Uh, we
3: can't look forward to anything like that. Stick with the game plan. And that that coach pulls up for us and give
0: it move. All right, there you go. That's Royce O'Neal. We talked about Royce, and he, he does play an important role on this team. And, and, and like all the Jazz top six players, uh, he, he played well today. He played really well today.
1: Yes, he did exactly what the Jazz need him to do in order to capture victory. And did I hear him say that you need to take it one game at a time?
0: Well, Did isn't that what we hear from every player every post game? <laughs> I just
1: wait wait, I'm just yeah, was somebody moving boxes around in that interview? What was going
0: on? So, like in Austin and I have been dealing with this mostly Austin I should say uh, behind the scenes that uh, there, there's still some sound issues that we've got to yeah. figure out with some of these post game Zoom things. They're uh, underwater. Uh you, you you should in fact we'll play a little bit of of Joe Ingalls, but we had to to <laughs> we had to to play with it a little bit to get it to be even audible.
1: Okay, well, I just wanted our listeners to consider what Royce O'Neill said there and the import of it, because it's probably something they've never heard before, they've never considered before, the whole idea of taking it one game at a time. You know, that is profound, and it is so very significant important.
0: Yeah, it's boring and cliche. <laughs> But it is true. That's why they always say it. So why don't they say, got to take it one quarter at a time, got to take it one minute at a time. <laughs> I wish they'd say, let's take it three games at a time. <laughs> one possession at a time. It's we
1: just... really don't care about this game we're playing today because we got that game in two more days. Think about that.
0: I would argue uh, taking it one game at a time is, is really biting off more than you could chew. <laughs> You'd say one possession
1: at a time? One dribble
0: at a time one step at a time gordon okay all right i mean they're just looking if they're if they're not thinking one uh uh, the muscle movement at a time they're just ahead of their skis i wonder who said that for the very first time i don't know but i want to go back into history and and just kidnap them or something so that that that, (laughs) that that phrase didn't make it into our sports vernacular
1: well somebody heard it and really liked it and repeated it and then 5000 other people heard it and repeated it. And so now we hear it all the time. That may be I think that is the biggest cliche in all of sports. Don't you agree? I can't think of one that uh, would supersede game that.
0: At a time. There's a there's a zillion of them. What's yeah, but they... none,
1: none bigger than that. Hmm. Right?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Mental toughness is always one that makes me laugh. Well, that's important, too.
1: And that's why they're cliches, because they're true and they're important, and that's why they say them. So
0: I guess is, we'll have to deal of with Of course that. one game at a time is true. It's the most literal thing you could possibly say. You can't play two games at once. All one game at a time is, is a no, deflection. No, 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 just no, no. It's a deflection into actual saying people, something. Wait a minute. Sometimes guys do look
1: ahead to the next game.
0: Right, uh, if by look ahead uh, you mean jump into a time machine and go ahead to get no, no,
1: you don't think you don't think that when uh, the Jazz are playing the the Grizzlies that they're not thinking that uh, Joe Ingles say is gone. Man, I'm going up against uh, Clark today, but uh, you know, in in a week and a half, I have to I have to face off against Kawhi Leonard.
0: Uh, no, I'm saying that the actual deflection one game at a time is an easy way to not answer questions. If somebody goes, hey, what do you think about your playoff chances? Ah, oh, man, just one game at a time. You're, you're not saying anything. You're just intentionally not answering the actual question.
1: Okay, so I'll agree with you in that regard. When it is said to uh, deflect or to avoid, then i got a problem with it. But actually, if I'm a coach and I hear my players actually buying into that, then I think, okay, that's a uh, mission accomplished. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that one probably ranks about third on the list, right?
0: Should we, uh, should we give Joe Ingles a whirl? Should we give this a listen? Okay. All right. Here's but, Joe. But we're
1: gonna warn you; uh, it might sound like there's a hurricane blowing through.
0: Yeah. Here you go. Here's Joe Ingles from the post game.
1: Uh, you were really a lot
5: more aggressive out there tonight in certain spurts. Was that something that you were looking to do? Something. Your coaches or teammates told you to do, or or was it just you picking your spots as you saw
4: them? Yeah, I think the, the, the last one. I mean, everyone, everyone obviously, I uh, probably passed up a bit and not being not, not aggressive, but uh, probably not taking advantage of some, some opportunities. So, just um, yeah, obviously picking my, my my spots and my time, and um, that's a part of it with the, the boyard thing that like finding where I can be aggressive and, and, and obviously where other guys are going. So. I don't see any hands raised. If you guys have a question, please raise your hand. If not, that'll do it. Eric, one more from Eric Walden here.
6: Oh, Good. Stellar game. game. Good luck with
5: all. Joe, you guys uh, wound up shooting 40% from three-point range tonight. How nice was it to kind of finally see those shots that, that you know, had been open in previous games but not going in finally drop through. Did you guys do anything differently or was it just a case of them going in tonight?
4: Donovan picked a better ball at the start of the game. Um, I mean, the coach the whole time told us to keep shooting. Uh, we, we knew um, the shots we have been taking were good shots. I don't think we've got a team that really takes bad shots. Um, so we, we were aggressive. Um, we, wanted, we, we still probably had a few. I think Jonathan had a couple. Royce had a couple where we where shot fake and where we can just catch and shoot. We, we've got good shooters. Uh, yeah, go. um, I think the more confidence we have in each other, we, we'll keep building that. Um, not saying we don't have any, but we, we'll keep building and we'll, we'll keep shooting. And um, I think we'll have more games like this than we, we don't if we shoot, shoot open shots. Justin Kenny, Jazz TV.
2: Hey, Joe, I was talking to Mike Wells at halftime, and he said a big key to that rhythm there was uh, you playing the pick and roll. I'm just wondering for you personally, how does that impact your game, help you find rhythm, get maybe more aggressive with the shooting? I ain't
4: really worried about myself, to be honest. Like that. I'd and play the game and... I get a couple, I'll obviously play it and um, do what I can do to, to help the team. But if I don't, I'll, I'll space the four, two, and threes. And um, that's the benefit of our team. Obviously, we've got a lot of playmakers, yeah, got yeah. guys that can make plays, make shots. And um, yeah, when it's there, I'll, I'll obviously yeah. take it. But I'm, I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to – you guys probably get sick of me. But I'm not going to take bad shots. I'm not going to force stuff. I'm going to play within the, the four of the game. And um, when it is – Kind of my time to be aggressive. I've got the ball. On. I'll be aggressive. One last one, Joe, from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. How many questions do you get? I get all the questions. And right if I walk off, <laughs> uh, you
5: guys started off. You had quite a few turnovers in the first half. You had maybe only one or two by the, by the fourth quarter. Uh, what changed? What changes the game went along in terms of
4: taking care of the ball? Yeah, I mean, when we, we're turning over, it's a, it's a lot harder on our defence to, to you're continually running back. It gets these teams, they obviously push the ball, and, and off turnovers, it's even, it's even easier to push time the time ball. Time so, touch Stephen? Wake up. Wake up. Is that life? Yes. Oh, sorry, buddy. Yeah. Greetings, salutations. you a full Obviously, I think we had three in there. We had 13 at time. We had... Probably a few in the third. We had three in the fourth. Held them to nineteen points. So it obviously, yeah, uh, it's a key for our team. We, we we need to be good with it. We need to be
0: smart with it. But um, we are. We we're, we're really good. All right, there you go. That is Joe Ingalls. What well, we could hear yeah. of him. Nice job, though. though. We got that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah,
1: that was like uh, that was either Joe Ingalls from Orlando, or it was sound from uh, from the early nineteen seventies from my high school cafeteria. I'm not sure which
0: one. Still sounded better than most Beatles songs. <laughs> oh, please, not let's not go there again today. <laughs> Joe had his best game in the bubble by far. He was terrific yeah. today. 25 points, 5 assists, 4 boards, 7 of 13 shooting, and the most important stat, Gordon, 6 of 11 from 3. And not just that he made 6, which is just terrific, but uh, that 11 attempts. Need to see Joe's attempts up.
1: Yeah, and uh, exactly right. And 7-13 to 13 overall, uh, that's what he has to do. And he was effective from the free throw line as well. So, yeah, leading that pick and roll, and uh, he's, he's, uh, he's really good in directing that. But don't forget about yourself, Joe. And he said, he answered that one question saying, I wasn't worried about myself. And, you know, a lot of players, when they say that, you don't, you're not really sure you believe it. Maybe I believe it a little more with Joe. But he had to be feeling like, I got to do better. You know, I'm better than what I'm showing. And he showed that today.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you want to see that uh, kept up because they're trying to fill in for a really good player with Bogdanovich. And I know we sound like a broken record talking about that. But, you know, the the responsibility falls on a lot of different players. And one of the players most capable of of stepping into that is Joe Ingles because he – Shoots the heck out of the ball from three. He's a great yeah. shooter, and so and I like need the that. word
1: I like the word you use there, Jake responsibility because it's bigger than just Joe. It's bigger than Joe getting stats. it's bigger than him uh showing what he can do. It's about helping his team, and his team needs him in the worst way, and so, yeah, he may not be worried about himself, but he should be worried about his team, and that that's really what it's uh. Speaking of cl- cliches, that's really what it's all about.
0: All right, uh, there is your Jazz game night post game show. I uh, want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Gordon, uh, thanks for filling in on the post game show. Should we, should we do the big show coming up next? Yeah. Should we keep yeah. this thing rolling? Maybe even mix in a little college football? Well, let's take it one show at a time. That was that was funny, Gordon. That was funny. I'll give you credit. Hilarious. Hmm. It's not Austin
1: Horton funny, but... You know. Oh, I laughed. That was yeah. good.
0: Yeah, Austin did laugh. All right, 124 to 115 is your final. The Jazz beat the Grizzlies. Our next broadcast coming your way on Friday uh, when the Jazz take on the San Antonio Spurs. That game will tip at 11. Gordon, you and I will have the pregame coverage starting at 10 uh, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Coming up next is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.